Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And we're heading into September. Wake me up when it ends. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be a little bit more excited about September, given the fact that the Pumpkin Spice Latte is back. I've been uh, shamed for that. <laughs> Year after year by you. Yeah, so you're going to pretend you don't actually want one this year? I'm just, I've grown to not enjoy it because I, I've I been don't believe you. victim shamed <laughs> over... Victim shamed? I don't think that's what that is. I, I'm pretty confident I've become a victim of your pumpkin hatred. No. <laughs> I'm just excited that it could mean nearing the end of the extremely hot days for us. Obviously, we do have some warmth left because we don't really get out of summer officially till the end of September. But yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole like seasons have just kind of shifted. Yeah, a month or two. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna still have some heat for a little while. We are, but I've, I'm hope. It's but just... we'll get to enjoy some pumpkin lattes in that heat. <laughs> Ew. Just give me the pumpkin latte room temperature. I'll take it outside for a while. <laughs> Eat it up with the sun. Yeah. I, for one, cannot wait until officially it's fall where it's not hot. I can wear scarves again. I'm just... Are you not allowed to? I mean, I wouldn't want to because I would burst into flames at okay. this point because it's too hot. I just like... It's easier to get ready and like exist when it's not summer here. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, bad point, bad point. <laughs> Thought maybe you were like scarf shaming people. No, I was not. I mean, if you feel like you can wear a scarf in the summer, be you do you. I mean, I don't wear them because I felt like you <laughs> victim shamed me for it. All right. This is an endless cycle with you. Yeah, well. I'll tell you what, I'll stay awake for September the entire month. I won't even go to bed, ever. That's a bad idea. <laughs> if you say nothing about my pumpkin lattes and scarf wearing... I can say nothing about that, but I don't think you should stay up for the entire month no, of it's, September. No, it's, it's a deal. It's a, it's a done deal. <laughs> okay. I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> You're just going to have a pumpkin spice latte like every eight hours to make sure you can't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, it basically covers itself. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Jinx, jinx, you... you... Is there a double jinx? <laughs> Do you owe me two Cokes? I was going to say Dr. Pepper, but sure. No, it's... The legal... Oh, yeah. ...wording is that yeah. it's a Coke. Okay. I can't stress this enough. Yeah. Why isn't it Jinx, you owe me a drink? Because that rhymes. It's Jinx, you owe me a Coke. I know that. But I'm asking why they didn't just say you owe me a drink. I think the obvious answer is whoever thought of the whole saying was really passionate about Coke. They specifically needed a Coke. They, and no other drinks. Maybe they were had some kind of phobia that they couldn't drink anything but Coke. Yeah. Or do you think it was like a marketing campaign? Was it like a commercial? You know what? It might not even been a drink. Maybe they just really liked cocaine. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me some cocaine. <laughs> I mean, they probably said Coke. Yeah, I know. But, but the idea. The person misunderstood. Yeah. And they're like, here's your Coca-Cola, sir. And then he was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant. But at the time, it probably was inside of it. Fair. So. Yeah. Double entendre. So he's like, whatever, I'll siphon it out. <laughs> yeah. Dry it up and snort it. Yeah. 
Sounds like a lot of effort. I'll just drink the Coke. A cola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I specified. <laughs> You're not going to take the cocaine and just like mix it in water? No. <laughs> All right. I think we've advertised enough. Uh, <laughs> would you like to tell me what you... Cocaine is not a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> not yet. We haven't gotten yet. to that level We're yet. We're waiting. <laughs> but we're really willing to, to advertise anything <laughs> yeah, that uh, pays the bills. We can be flexible. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some new releases coming up. Uh, I'm most excited for What We Do in the Shadows Season 3 is coming out um, September 3rd. So I'm pretty jazzed about that. In case anybody hasn't uh, is not aware, it already exists. Watch season one and two, catch up. You got some time. I feel like you could easily watch if you have enough time. You could binge season one and two. Yeah, in in a few days. In a few days. I mean, yeah. I guess if you have zero things going on in yeah. life, you could absolutely do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh for anybody who doesn't know a show like it's a New Zealand comedy based around vampires. It's hilarious. It's Jemaine Clement and. Taika Waititi and a bunch of other people, but it's, it's if you like Flight of the Concords or those kind of situations, you'll love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had a movie, that yes, spawned the show. Correct, yes, which that was is... really fucking funny. Yes, the yeah, all yeah, all of it's so good. Also, Cinderella is coming out on Amazon and in theaters. It's an Amazon original Cinderella, which I'm a little confused on this because I feel like there's another Cinderella, at least another one other Cinderella that's happening. Uh. I believe there's like a, a, a unwritten law that when there's a Cinderella story being uh-huh. made, uh-huh. three of them have to be made. Okay, at once. yeah, that seems right. Um, so that is also coming out September third, and this one, uh, it's Camilla Cabello is the star. She's playing the Cinderella character, and uh, you know, I'm interested in checking it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Might mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, if yeah. the shoe fits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, what are you looking forward to? Well, not quite fiction, mm. but here we are. <laughs> uh, Netflix has this documentary about this insane scenario of like a a, a mobster mm-hmm. buys his seventeen year old son a basically like a lower tier hockey team. Okay, and then like it's just like about like basically the crime and all the shit that like comes with this irresponsible. Hockey team ownership and nice. I mean, any seventeen-year-old owning it, a hockey team—it sounds like it's just going to be like a guilty pleasure. Like, <laughs> yeah, what kind of drama are they getting into? Yeah, it's like a, a retrospective reality show. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, obviously big hockey fan, so caught my interest pretty quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. I think in the trailer they referred to him as like the the real life uh, Soprano guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the. His dad was the, like a real life Tony Soprano. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, I really like the team name of the Trashers. <laughs> they had like a trash can. Yeah, on their they jersey. just they really embraced the. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> they take out the trash every night. Yeah, is it themselves? Yeah, it's themselves. <laughs> they leave. All right, we're gonna head out now. <laughs> uh, Netflix also has this movie that looked so fucking insane. I had to put it on my list. Uh, it's called. Sass? S-A-S? I think it's S-A-S. Rise of the Black Swan. It's like this crazy over-the-top action movie. Stars Ruby Rose and it just like looks like it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely looks ridiculous. Um, Involves a train. 
<laughs> yeah. Also, weirdly, it's I think it's based on a book, maybe, because it has an alternate title of SAS colon Red Notice. So in case anybody's looking for it, there's two titles for some reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it could be pretty entertaining. So I guess her back's good then. It yeah. Seems like she's doing okay. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. She's healed. Yeah. Uh, also, there was a movie called Death in Texas on Hulu coming out September 2nd. Uh, stars the only person I really recognized was Stephen Lang, but it had a couple other people. It looked like the main star of the movie was Ronnie Jean Blevins, which I think is like a newer actor. And then also playing his mother is Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was like this crazy thing where basically the main guy gets out of prison, and then his mother needs like a liver transplant, and so he's like committing crimes and getting a bunch of money to pay for it. Because he wants to do something good for his mother. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he gets involved with, like, the cartel or some shit. And... Okay. It sounds entertaining. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> caught my interest. Yeah. That's on Hulu. September 2nd. And then, of course, uh, I'm a big fan of AP Bio. The show, not the class. <laughs> uh, and that's coming out season four on Peacock. Which I believe we just ended our we trial. Did. So. That is correct, yes. So this is going to be awkward. So I guess we'll have to find another trial for you. Yes. (laughs) I have a notable mention here. News of the World is coming to HBO Max on September 4th. And this was Oscar nominated. So in case anybody was wanting to check that out. Well, I mean, Tom Hanks is in it. So automatically it's Oscar nominated, right? Yeah. I mean, by default, yeah. Um, Also, obviously, in case anybody was wondering why we haven't said it yet, (laughs) Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming out September 3rd. Uh, It's coming out to theaters, of course. It's not doing the premium whatnot, right? No, I think Jungle okay. Cruise is the last one to okay. do that. Yeah. Basically, I think after the drama with Black Widow, they were like, "Never mind." They were like, "You know, we're just gonna not yeah. do it." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, couple things to add to that: the Marvel one shot called "All Hail the King," which is about the like Mandarin version that was in Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was added to Disney Plus recently. Oh, okay. So that tells me it's going to tie into mm-hmm. Shang-Chi. That makes sense. So if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check it out. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. I don't think it's very long. Okay. Yeah, and also they have the uh, Marvel Studios Legends episode about the Ten Rings, I guess. Yeah. Which... They're probably going to just throw like clips from all the different movies where they had references to people tied yeah. to the Ten Rings. Yeah, I was curious how they're going to do it because it's not like one of the other... Things I, where we have a lot of movies. Yeah, but I feel like the Ant-Man movies had, like, henchmen guys who wore, like, the Ten Rings, like, pen or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to check that out because it'll be a nice little quick primer, you know, mm-hmm. before, before yeah, the Yeah, or it's just completely new shit we haven't seen. Yeah, and, maybe. Like, that'd be a nice change up for that series. That's true. And that drops on the 1st, so you can watch it and be prepared Yeah. before when, the movie comes when out. When September ends. Or the 3rd. Or the 3rd. Th- or the 3rd. <laughs> When the second ends. Yes. All right. uh, Some announcements. Cobra Kai renewed for season five long before season four has been released. So Mm -hmm. I guess it's going strong with Netflix. I guess so. Uh, Also makes makes me feel like Netflix isn't very confident that they didn't renew for season six. But just throwing that out there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jungle Cruise, we brought up earlier, is getting a sequel. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt are returning, and I believe the uh, director and writer are also rumored to be coming back. Cool. I mean, I think that was a pretty obvious one, huh? Yeah. 
Uh, DC Fandom is coming back this year, October 16th. Uh, there's going to be content related to Peacemaker. Gotham Knights, which is the video game. And they teased yes. a Court of Owls situation with that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are two good things to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, My Hero Academia is getting a third movie coming to North America. Uh, it's going to be called World Heroes, and it's going to release theatrically on October 29th. Oh, okay. I believe I still have to watch the second movie and the latest season. Okay. So. You got a little bit of time to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Stop being mustard. Yeah. Uh, last Netflix has saved Manifest. You're I, welcome. Yeah, I was pretty I excited about that. I probably did this by talking about yeah, this. Yeah, you talked shit to me about watching it, and then I was like, because you were like, well, it's not even going to be happening anymore. <laughs> and then, because you said that, Netflix heard you, and they were like, well, we're going to save the show now. That's, I think, what happened. Yeah, they do now spite. Yeah. <laughs> they just hate listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going to They're like, they're like, Jessica, you're cool. Fuck you, Steven. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I knew something was, I, something, it made sense that this is happening because it was very mm. popular on Netflix for I a while. I heard rumors of that being a situation that they mm-hmm. were going to try and get another season. Yeah. So, over on Netflix. I guess there's going to be 20 episodes, but they did say there's no guarantee they're going to actually all be released at the same time. So, even though it's like a 20 episode season, they'll, quote unquote, they'll probably do a they 10 may and 10, do, yes. Make it a two season. In two parts, but whatever. Officially one season. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Sneaky bitches. Yep. <laughs> They're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, getting some of our other news. The Expandables uh, is getting another film. I think this was rumored last week, but now it's official. And they have cast Tony Jaw, which we saw, I think, recently in Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Fox what? and 50 Cent. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Rewind. One of these is not like the others. <laughs> I would say two of these. Well. But one of them is a little bit more like. One of them is more not like the others than the other. <laughs> That's interesting. Wasn't this whole franchise based around the idea of like 80s action heroes? Yes. Yeah. So. I'm very what? confused by that situation. Who, who did they pay off to get Megan Fox? Into this movie. And by they, I mean whoever's her agent. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, uh, this is it's a little bit of a surprise. I can see 50 Cent, like, mm-hmm. making it, like, fitting in with that crowd, if mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah, you think he but, paid 50 cents? Yes. Maybe, get, maybe 51. <laughs> Have them, let them know who was serious? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's interesting. I feel like it's kind of disrespectful. Be honest, like it. I don't know. The only thing I can think is like it, maybe they're coming at it from like kind of a slightly different angle than the previous ones. I honestly don't know. I haven't seen anything past the first movie, but like what I thought those movies were was like an all star cast of like big 80s, maybe 90s, even yeah. action stars. Yeah, they were. So here's my thought the only way that this makes sense is if she's one of their daughters. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, she was in like the like Transformers movies, but like she wasn't like she's not like an. She was more star. of like a supporting character. She wasn't yeah. really like. Yeah. Doing a lot I, of. I mean, it's it's in the news that she's casting it, right? But I feel like for me, I'm just mm-hmm. I susp- I'm suspicious that she's not going to be one of the core group. Yeah. 
I think she's just in the news because she's. You think she's one of those characters they have to get so they could kill them off? Maybe. So they don't kill off like the the main people. It's entirely possible. <laughs> I do remember like the last movie she had come out was like her fighting like a tiger or something. She was oh, like yeah. some like Navy SEAL chick. Yeah. Fighting a tiger that yeah. killed her crew or something. I don't yeah, know. Something I, ridiculous. I remember that. I think yeah. it's on one of the streaming services currently right now. Yeah. The way you describe it makes me really want to watch it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what got her this role. They're like, Maybe. wow, you know what? We want her. Yeah. This is what we're looking for. Tiger fighting babes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> Does she have a kid? Does she, has she um, ever had a kid yet? I don't know the answer Can to that. Can we call her a cougar? All I know is that she is... A tiger-fighting cougar? She's dating Machine Gun Kelly. I thought she was with that guy who was, like, way older than her. Uh-uh. Oh, Not okay. anymore. <laughs> but you knew who I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do. What was the name? Is it from 90210? Um, Austin Green? Something like that? Yes. That oh, shit, yeah. She has three children. Really? With him. Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green. They uh, divorced last year. Okay. And now she's with Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Yeah. She's trying to get that protection. Yeah. Because he has a machine gun. Yeah. That's very interesting. I don't think I realized she had three children. Wow. I, yeah. I mean, I was just I figured gambling she, she had one. I figured she probably at least had one. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> well, I mean, cool. I guess. She has more children than Transformers movies she's been in. <laughs> interesting fact. Yeah. Rogue is the movie that you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she's been in a handful of action movies. If, okay. If you want to call them that. Okay. Sure. I don't know if that's the logic or not, I, but we'll I remember see what her, she was on like New Girl for like the last season or something yeah. for a little bit. I yeah. Know. She kind of disappeared for a little while. Probably because she was having three babies. Yes. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Yeah. A couple of other people that. Could have been better candidates for the Expendables. <laughs> yeah. For uh, Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista are apparently potentially going to be in a buddy cop type movie. Apparently, Jason Momoa proposed this movie idea, mm-hmm. and he said that uh, it's safe to assume it's happening since he's his, his phone hasn't stopped ringing since. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that sounds great. I would absolutely I mean, watch that. If you look at them, too, they look like they could be brothers. Yeah. So, like, I want them to be brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they could totally at be. At least cousins. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be related. Yeah. They're like, they this could, movie's going to fail could, if they're not. They could be stepbrothers. No, it has to be oh, okay. by blood. Oh. Well, step is half, isn't it? That's, but it's not, it's not blood related. That's but just paper related. I thought it was related by half. Never It doesn't matter. No, half brother would oh. be half. Oh, okay. Stepbrother is just through marriage. Oh, only okay. I guess I was thinking I was combining this too. Anyway. I don't know how to, you know this. Uh, you know this. This I don't know what you're just being uh, silly. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if Jason Momoa is like a funny guy, but I could see it being a really funny movie. Yeah, I've seen like because I follow him on Instagram, and so I feel like he has he definitely has a humor on there. Mm-hmm. Whether he's doing it himself or somebody's doing it for him. Hopefully under his direction, he's mm-hmm. got potential, for sure. Uh, speaking of something having potential, or not having potential, the new Resident Evil movie released some new character images, and they don't quite look that great. Mm-hmm. 
They uh, are very subpar cosplay looking pictures of these actors dressed in the outfits of the iconic characters from Resident Evil. Yeah, they don't look good. I think the only one I thought that looked good was uh, the actor playing Chris Redfield, who... What's his name? He's he's the cousin of um, the Green Arrow guy. Yes. Um, Robbie Amell. Yeah. yeah. I think, think his looks the best out of any of them. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's pretty hard to mess that up, it looks like. The Jill was... Uh, yeah, iffy. Claire and Leon were terrible looking. Absolutely terrible looking. Leon, you can't even see... Unless there's a picture I'm not seeing, there's, you can't even see Leon's face. But the outfit was bad, too. I mean, there's a picture there with him and Claire, but, like... Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. It doesn't look... It looks a little kind of, like, half put together. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I just have to hope that it's just because it's, like, photo shoot pics for the movie and not, like, the actual movie itself. hmm And I'm going to have to hope that the lighting and the CGI or whatever they do to kind of, like, polish off... Post. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. The yeah. post Whatever it happens in post, yeah. I hope that that makes it look better. Because mm-hmm. right now it looks terrible. I would argue the original PlayStation 1 Resident Evil game that had a live action opening cutscene mm-hmm. had better looking characters than the this PlayStation fucking, 1 game? Yeah, like they had, <laughs> they had actual people dressed like the, the characters going into the mansion. Mm-hmm. I would argue that they looked better. Yeah. <laughs> for current standards than this does. Hopefully the people working on it are listening and work on it. <laughs> well, if they if they work for Netflix, they well, should be listening. Good point. Good Because they apparently listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that disappointment. That was fully expected. We talked about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer last, yes. last week, last we episode. A few things I want to talk about. One, apparently it broke the record for most viewers in a 24-hour period. Wow. So it had 355 million views. You're welcome, Sony <laughs> and Marvel. We probably watched it a lot of times just yeah. to do notes. <laughs> yeah, we were like a, probably 10 of them. <laughs> also, it beat out Avengers Endgame's trailer that held 289 million views for the record. Wow. That just shows you how how deprived society is of like Marvel and Step Marvel. Yeah, that's stuff. like sixty six million views more. Yeah. That's crazy. That's nuts. I'm sure this is like rounded to right the perfect million count. Yeah, of course. But like, it's still it's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, huge difference, which is kind of surprising to me because I guess I mean Spider Man is like a big character, but like the idea that like just one of those characters, mm-hmm. well, I guess technically it's got two that we know of. Yeah. And it's doing like the whole like legacy shit with the other villains. So right, that right. kind of adds to the excitement for this movie. True. But just the idea that like a movie that has all of these characters just got beat out by one that's just like a couple characters is very interesting. It is. But like you just pointed out, we went a whole year and a half needing something. Yeah. So this is like the biggest of the big as far as a theatrical Marvel movie. Yeah. As far as... What we already know. Yes. As far as the character. Yes. Um, another thing I want to point out. We did talk about that like scene where people were like, oh, that, that could be the lizard. And we were like, nah, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I was at least on the page. Like, that's not the lizard. Yeah. 
But I saw a video clip of somebody who lightened the video. Mm-hmm. And you can see it a lot better. So I don't know if it was our TV settings mm-hmm. or just the trailer was really intentionally dark. But it completely changed what was shown when I saw this clip with the lighted scene. Oh, okay. So it does look like it could potentially be Lizard. Um, or I'll do one better. It could have been Scorpion. Which would be a fun character to do because they've already teased the character in the last movie. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't expect that character, it's going to be like an oh shit moment when you see it, right? Yeah. That's like a cam, like a, like a out of the blue villain that pops up. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And if this is Sinister Six, Scorpion is always a part of Sinister Six. Yeah. So just an idea. Okay. I'll take your word for it. But. I just wanted to bring up that I I have turned around. It could be Lizard. Okay. That also changes all of my like speculations of like, well, it, it could be this. It could be that. Because, you know, that red lighting that I was talking about last episode, mm-hmm. that was like a force field mm-hmm. that was blocking whatever we see. Okay. Which I didn't catch that. I just thought it was just like, it was really grainy to me. So maybe we just saw a really shitty version. I don't know. Maybe. If only I had that spider vision. If only. Um, and then last in the topic of Spider-Man No Way Home, apparently WandaVision gave everybody the release date for this trailer back on the first episode of that series. The fuck? How? Remember there was like the whole thing on the calendar of like, oh, do you know what, you know, that special day is coming up, blah, 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 or whatever. Oh, and, like the, the whole joke of like, we, he doesn't know what it is, but he's like trying oh. to figure it out. And Was it that day? It was the day that this trailer dropped. Oh, God damn it. Okay. So they were just teasing us. Which is funny because you would think that at least somebody who watched WandaVision would have been like waiting for that day to show up. And yeah. be like, what's it going to be? Yeah. But I don't think anybody even thought about it after this. Yeah, I never that. saw any rumblings about that at all. I guess it would just imply it was something to do with their relationship and that was that. No, it was dinner with the hearts. So they did have an actual reason why. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was, was like it was a double use then. It was a double use. It was a heart, but it was dinner with the hearts, which was his boss and his wife. Mm. Yeah. Because Spider-Man is arguably the heart of Marvel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because he's red and blue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a good reasoning. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> All right. And last, kind of tied to that. Sony apparently has renamed the official Spider-Man universe. Okay. You want to guess what their new name is? <laughs> what? At CinemaCon, they had a presentation that referred to it as Sony's Spider-Man universe. Can we take a moment and just clap for Sony's creative fucking talent that they have yeah, at the company? where are they finding these people? <laughs> How do I get that fucking job? Seriously. I can only imagine how many months they had to design the the new name for their universe. Mm -hmm. And the person was just like putting it off, putting it off. And then they just like threw it last minute at a meeting because they were like, oh, fuck, I didn't do this. Yeah. Uh, Sony's Spider-Man universe? Yeah. They also kind of fucked themselves because (laughs) Smoo, that's what you're going to call it? (laughs) 
It's not. It doesn't roll off the tongue like MCU. Yeah. I guess they could say SMU, but that sounds weird too. Yeah, I don't think they were really looking that far. Probably not. Here's the thing: is uh, I mean, the fact they even have Sony's in there make it it clear that they just want to associate the brand. Yeah. Of Spider-Man to them. Yeah. You know, this is like going back to the video games. How everyone thinks that Sony owns the video game rights mm-hmm. just because they have that exclusive game. Yeah. It's like that kind of marketing tactic where they technically do own the rights to the movie. But like, because it's tied to MCU as well, it's tied to Marvel. Yeah. They're still trying to be like, no, but it's ours. But it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got some good news for anybody who liked The Rocketeer. That uh, cult classic on Disney Plus, um, they are going to be remaking it or making a sequel, I believe. Yeah, reboot, um, and it's going to be produced by Jessica and David Oyelowo, and Oyelowo, David Oyelowo, will possibly star in it. That's uh, still under discussion. But it's going to be called The Return of the Rocketeer, and it's going to reboot it. Um, and the hero will be a retired Tuskegee airman that ends up becoming the hero. Um, so they're going to rework it. And Now, when they call it a reboot, does that, does that mean that the first movie doesn't exist in this world? Well, I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be, because it's called The Return of the Rocketeer. So that implies there yeah. was one. Yeah. So I feel like it's got to be like a reboot. But also, I don't know, what do you call it? A remaster? <laughs> it's a game. Well, in I, game terms, yeah. Um, but that's if it's like the same thing, just looking better. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it's going to be a reboot and a sequel at the same time somehow. Yeah. Uh, a movie remaster would be like Casablanca being restored in color. Right, okay. Got it. <laughs> for anybody who wanted to be the paint a picture for them. <laughs> That was very nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, didn't we have a whole conversation about this movie and how they needed to remake it at some point? I yes. feel like that was a thing. We did. Many, many episodes ago. In fact, I think we went and watched the movie. We did. Maybe we went, because of that conversation. <laughs> we went back and watched it because I had never seen it. And you were mm. like, how have you not seen that? Yeah, and I, mean, I was like, I don't know. It does seem like a crime. Okay. <laughs> well, you know. Although I will to... <laughs> say, after going back thinking it was the greatest movie as a kid, like, okay. I was like, this movie isn't that good. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I remember this being a lot better. Yeah, well, <laughs> one of those things. I somehow missed all of like the whole Nazi propaganda yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that tends to that does tend to happen with movies we see as children. So further further proof that Disney just listens to us. Yeah. So if we ever see a live action Gargoyles movie, yeah, announced, we'll be waiting for our paycheck. We fucking know why. We know why. <laughs> Everybody knows why. Yeah. All right, uh, last in our news, Netflix has picked up global rights to Texas, to the state of Texas. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Uh, apparently there was a movie in the works and they bought the rights from Legendary Pictures for the next film. To be exclusively on Netflix and skipping theatrical release. Uh, it will be a direct sequel to the first movie back in like the 70s or whenever it came out. I was so ignoring the Paris Hilton one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was she in one? I think so. Okay. The one, like, I think when I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah, all, all will be ignored except for the first one. 
I might be wrong. She could have been in House of Wax or something instead. She was in a House of Wax movie. I remember that. Okay. I think she was, like, covered in wax. <laughs> I probably... <laughs> she was, like, in the house, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while know. since I've seen it. <laughs> I saw one of the, like, other Texas Chainsaws that was in that general time frame. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've confused that movie with House of Wax. I don't remember when that came out. House of Wax, I feel like, was like an early 2000s film. I don't yeah, know. it's 2005. Okay. Anyway, not important, obviously. Yeah, I mean, they've done a billion other yeah, Texas yeah, Chainsaw Massacre yeah. movies. Anyways, so uh, no release date yet, but it, it's apparently expected sometime this year to release. I mean, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so. Yeah. I don't know, October? Yeah, that would be logical. Yeah. Watches like a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> He kills people wearing, like, a Santa Claus fucking face. Yeah. It's like his new kink. He got bored of just chainsawing people. He's like, I guess he's got to find a new way to spice it up. Yeah. Yeah. He kills people with a hoe. <laughs> he, he swings it three times. Yeah. So he just gets to yell, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it for our news. Let's get into what we watched. All right, here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. DTF. Pretty good. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, First up, we have been watching um, Wellington Paranormal. Which is on HBO Max, and it's a series that started in 2018, if, but it is a spinoff of what we do in the shadows um, that we mentioned earlier. It's a New Zealand mockumentary comedy. It calls it comedy horror, but like I don't know that I would really go that far. Yeah, it's just because uh, <laughs> the theme is very. Yeah, the theme is horror, but it's not in any way scary. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, and it focuses on the lead characters, officers Minogue and O'Leary, who are part of a. I'm using air quotes here. Secret. Um, paranormal unit of the local police. Those officers actually originally appeared in What We Do in the Shadows, and then this is what caused it to okay, spin off. Okay, so they are the same They're the same ones. ones. I, yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah, they're okay. the same ones. Um, this was created by and executive produced by Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. And Jemaine Clement also writes and directs a majority of the episodes, at least as far as the uh, first two, okay. two and a half seasons go. Okay. Yeah. He's still on there past that, but he's not in the majority. I think, yeah. Hmm. Um, the cast, this is something I thought was interesting. <laughs> Their real names are basically what they go by. Uh, the Mike Minogue is Officer Kyle Minogue. Okay. Um, big jump there. And Karen O'Leary plays Officer O'Leary. And uh, another character who's not part of the spinoff, but he's their sergeant, uh, Maka. His name is Maka Pahatu, who plays that character. Um, so this has three seasons plus a Christmas special and 19 uh, episodes of what they call important COVID-19 messages, which I can't wait to watch because I'm sure they're going to be hilarious. Okay, so they're going to have a lot of stuff coming out then. So the, so far we only have one season and like three episodes in season two that's released on HBO. Yeah. They're releasing so, week to week. Yeah. So um, I looked and I guess... They're, I don't know how they're making it to the U.S., but they were on, like, Sky TV or whatever. You know, one of mm. the ones that we don't get. Um, 
And on their Wikipedia page and like IMDb, it has all these other things listed. So I don't know if and when we're going to be getting those on HBO yet um, or at what point. But they already have these things that came out. These 19 messages came out in the year of 2020, of course. And they all, like I glanced at a couple of the titles and they just look like they're probably shorter things that are like ways to not go crazy while you're staying at home or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we are almost done with season two, right? I believe. It depends how many episodes. There's... They haven't... Well, spoiler alert, there's two more episodes. You already know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because season one was only six episodes. Yes. And then season two, we've gone through like three or four. I think we've gone through four, and I think there's six episodes in season two as well. Um, I guess that's how I found out, because I... Yeah, so season one and two have six episodes each. The Christmas special, obviously, is one thing, and then there's 19 of those special COVID things. They might just be waiting to release that one for Christmas time. Yeah. The COVID things, they'll probably, I don't guess, not release at all because it would be irrelevant if they don't release them when they... I mean, I'm going to be researching how to watch them because I I think... I'm sure they're online somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then the third season um, is going to have six episodes as well. Okay. So it's really short seasons. Um, yes. Uh, that didn't start airing until February of this year already in its original location. So we might might be a while until we see that. Okay. Um, they did uh, announce, or Jimmy Clement was being interviewed for some other show that he's going to be on. And he said that season four is in post-production as of June of this year. Um, and they're actually putting a pause on the show. He said when they're not sure if they're going to come back for a fifth because he's going to work on something else with... Um, Taika Waititi again. Which you can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he's already announced it, and I just don't remember. I believe there was some project that they were talking about they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I think it was that project that he was talking about, but he didn't give any details in the thing that I was reading. Hmm. Um, so, um, overall, I'm enjoying this. I don't, I have to say, I don't think it's as good as uh, what we do in the shadows. But it is still pretty funny. You got the same like kind of like dry humor. It's very dry humor. Yeah. I think the casual banter between the officers is what I enjoy the most out of yeah. it. <laughs> because like the one guy is clearly the idiot yes, of the of, of the their pair. of their buddy cop situation. Yes. And like but then you also see sprinkles where she's also kind of an idiot yes. and then he's like a little he's intelligent. The smart one. It's kinda like they they're off balance, but they like it's like it's off balance, but like they kind of, in a sense, balance each other out with who's the idiot. Yeah, they definitely seem to trade off who's the idiot at any one given time. Sometimes it's both of them, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's and not. It's always tied to like the scenario they're put in and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and... they do more of the same that they did in like their spinoff episode, if you will, where they're kind of just like I don't really like. There's they're very disinterested and like that. There's nothing. There's something obviously crazy going on. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, this is fine. This is normal. Like, I don't see a problem here. And then they just keep walking. You know, like, it's, it's just, it's funny to see that kind of stuff. And then their sergeant guy is hilarious, too. Like, yeah, he's, he's like this X-Files yeah. conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yes. But, but he's always right. He's, it's just yeah. the way he goes about it, you just wouldn't take him seriously. Yeah, you're like, this guy is definitely not, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just making stuff up. Mm-hmm. But then he's always right, like you said. Yeah. There's an ongoing gag about his, like, security code to get into the yeah. secret <laughs> yeah. facility. Yeah, he's got, like, a secret room that, like, nobody's supposed to know about, but everyone knows about. And, yeah. like, it has, like, no security to the get in. The password is five. Yeah. 
just one number. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so here's the thing with this show. Hmm. I'm enjoying it. I think it's funny. But I will say I do feel it's already getting a little stale. Yeah. Because we've already got a second episode about ghosts. Yeah. Like characters. Yeah. And I get that it's called paranormal. <laughs> yeah. But they've kind of like done like each episode is a different type of like mythical creature or yeah. entity, right? Yeah. We've had zombies. We've had vampires. Yeah. We've had... And there's like a monster situation. Yeah. Yeah. Werewolves. Werewolves, and yeah. And stuff. Um, so I, the fact that we're already getting... The last episode we had another ghost. And like... Yeah. It was a different context. It was still funny. Mm-hmm. But I am kind of like, okay, are they running out of ideas for different types of things? Because I don't want to see like the same ones over and over. Yeah. Even if they are going to be different characters. Yeah, that's true. You run the risk of getting overly repetitive and it's not good mm-hmm. anymore. But Especially if like they've experienced that already. Mm-hmm. Then they can't do that episode and then do their ongoing gags of like not understanding that that is a creature or yeah. entity of some sort that's like behind it you know yeah like yeah. They, they've already had the experience to know that that is a thing yes that said it's it is funny the so far the second season looks like they have a bigger budget because we've already seen the first episode have like this bigger mm-hmm. cgi situation going on yes than we've seen in the first season yeah definitely um i am I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dissect it. Okay. I think it's, I think it's pretty funny. I mean, there's obviously, I wouldn't dissect it if I could only dissect one of that or what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. But by itself, I'm very much enjoying it. I'm choosing it over Forensic Files. So. <laughs> yeah. Threw me for a loop when you yeah. picked that over Forensic Files the other night. It's just light and like, funny. Oh, she doesn't like murder anymore. <laughs> Don't you worry. Too good for murder now. <laughs> yeah, I I would say for me it's a slice it. I'm enjoying it, but like I said, I I have felt like it has had a couple episodes where I'm like, all right, we've kind of already seen this mm-hmm. backstory so yeah, far. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's not going to go on forever, but I'm enjoying it while it is fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the to dry us. humor is definitely my style, oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I guess we have another HBO Max situation again, too. Uh, we've also been watching Titans season three on HBO Max as well. Uh, this one premiered on August twelfth with three episodes at a time, so that was kind of cool. We didn't have to just wait a million mm-hmm. years. Although... Yeah, I expected just the first episode, so yeah. it was a nice surprise. There was three yes. of the premiere date. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the third season premiere of the superhero show based around the Titans team from the DC Comics. Um, and it's the first season to be released by HBO Max rather than DC Universe. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty exciting. Um, we see like a large, for anybody who's listening and wants to listen to this review, I have to assume you've watched the first two seasons. I'm not going to give plot spoilers, but I'm just going to reference pe- people's mm. names is what I mean. <laughs> um, they, you have uh, Dick Grayson and uh, Corey Anders and like the main people from the first two seasons come back and you have, obviously some of them are in different positions and different situations but um you see re- the same returning characters going through new struggles um with some realignment of uh goals uh so we watched i think we watched up to four 
Five, I think. Five? Yeah. Yeah, five. Because we've watched two since the three yes. premiere episodes. Yeah, there's five currently available of 13 expected episodes. Um, and I, I mean, I definitely am going to keep watching. I'm interested, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I would say I, how it compares to the first se- first two seasons, I, I think it's getting, you're getting more invested in the characters and everything, but some of the things that they do are a little bit like, okay, come on, get over yourself. Hmm. Some of the characters get are getting repetitive, <laughs> if you will, with their little mini arcs and struggles they're going through. So that part's getting a little dumb sometimes yeah the show is like obviously it was intended for the dc universe streaming thing and Mm -hmm. it was like pitched like this really dark and mature Mm -hmm. version yeah of the titans and you know the the trailer we got the fuck batman you know yeah line from from what was robin at the time yeah and i feel like you you get that kind of line like once every season so far like i think this recent one we got fuck the joker or something like that and it's just like okay we used up our one fuck yeah (laughs) yeah we have no fucks left to give that's all there was only one (laughs) um i do feel like it i was kind of looking forward to see how the show changes because it's now on hbo max and not the dc universe Mm -hmm. streaming i do feel like it's leaning a little bit more into the cw aspect of the dc content Mm-hmm. But it's still technically mature. They still have yeah the swearing and like the more intense violence. I guess you would say yeah, would it's a little bit more gory, if you will. But I agree with you. I feel like it's definitely not as dark and gritty as you would be led to believe. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to yeah. the DC CW stuff. Yeah, I think season two had like one scene where there was like two topless women in like the background of <laughs> yeah. the scene for like. Five seconds. Yeah. It was completely unnecessary, but it was there. So, yeah. But the actual subject matter of the primary storylines going on is not really that highbrow or, like, mature, if you mm-hmm. will. It's just yeah. what you'd expect from a... It feels like a lot of teen drama, to be honest. A lot. I think season one was, was probably my favorite so far. Yes. Season two was fine, but I felt like they kind of, like, leaped around to mm-hmm. get to... The resolutions rather than actually fleshing it out. Yes. Uh, it kind of felt like a bit of a abrupt ending, if you ask me, for that whole se- season. Yes. Um, season three so far, I feel like, I don't know. It's, I've been disappointed, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I see that they're changing up the Red Hood storyline, mm-hmm. but it has been kind of a snore, in my opinion. Yeah, I am not loving it, but I'm interested enough to see where it's going because I'm intrigued by some of the villain situations going on Um, Mm -hmm. and we're interested to see where they where they're going with Mm -hmm. it. And basically what this show's done, right, is they've taken popular storylines that, you know, you would argue are Batman's. Yes. And then they've just kind of slid them into the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Story, right? Yes. It, yeah. Here's the only thing that kind of bothers me about this show. The The show's called Titans. Mm-hmm. They are a team. Yes. But to be honest, we don't really ever see them as a team. Yes. The first season, understandable. It's kind of an origin story. Yeah. 
second and third season, I feel like there's always somebody who's fucking not around yeah. whenever they need them. And it's just like everyone's always doing their own thing at all the to- all times. And it's just yeah. they're never always together to fight whatever fight they need to do. Yes. It's very clustered. And maybe that's how like the team works in the comics. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like a weird thing that the show is called Titans. And we never really... I don't think we've ever officially seen them as a united team. Yeah. You know, there's always a character who's like, oh, I've got drama in my life. Now I've yeah. got to go think or I'm going to go fuck myself over for no fucking reason just yeah. because I'm emo right now. Yes. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, grow up. And I will say, <laughs> they give a character an origin story uh, that ties to their costume. Yeah. And if people thought that Solo had the worst origin for how he got his name. Uh-huh. This fucking character is a complete eye roll. Yeah. Compared to that. Yeah. Um. So, overall, I am going to say, I guess slice it. Because I'm enjoying it and I want to keep watching. But I feel like I'm not... It has, we've also kind of watched it very close together with the first two seasons. So, mm-hmm. I may be blending some of my enjoyment from that into this. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to separate them. Yeah, at this we point. did basically binge these two. In fact, yeah. we didn't even know season three was coming out. We, yeah, we just binged them, mm-hmm. and then we're like, oh, season three is coming out on Thursday. Yeah, so that was pretty convenient. Yeah, so we were just like, um, all right, we have to watch them yeah. all immediately. <laughs> I think that the writing is a little like weak. Um, like I said, like season two felt like they just kind of like moved it along without really kind of fleshing out what was happening. Mm-hmm. There's things with some of the characters where, like, the writing doesn't really make any sense for the character. Like, um, there's a character where he is basically, like, a fish out of water. He's, like, new to the world. Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't know what, like, a word means. Mm -hmm. But then he knows what... Like, quantum mechanics are. Like, quantum physics. And, like, he he knows advanced science Mm -hmm. off the top of his head. But, like, he doesn't know what a word means. And it just feels like inconsistencies with like the characters writing in that sense yeah yeah i meant to read up on what they the theories of genetic memory or whatever are because i wondered if there was something to do with that but if you're gonna say that this being has genetic memory of the its ancestors or whatever Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the parents. one the parents I guess genetic parents um then I don't know why you wouldn't also have the memory of like simple stuff like what a car is or whatever you know exactly yeah. that was the problem yeah. was like yeah he knew stuff because of living it through other memories yeah but then other things that he would also have known he didn't know yeah it was very and it was inconsistent exactly yeah and that that kind of story time I thought weakened mm-hmm. the story and the characters for me yeah but overall it's fine like it's it's interesting to see like how they're trying to twist like these stories that we know mm-hmm. into the the titans so i'll give it a test it okay um i think like i said i enjoyed the first season more i think it's kind of gone downhill since but there's still things i'm interested in and in continuing for yeah Okay, this is a good one. Uh, the Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. This was a movie, it turns out. Not a show, which we both thought was going to be a show. <laughs> um, 
Um, I feel like they marketed it like it was a show. I thought they and did too. And then it came out and it was a movie. I was like, yeah, I don't fucking get what's happening. I have, I, you lost me too. I have no idea. I was like, this is a really long episode. Yeah. <laughs> How many of these episodes are there going to be? So this dropped onto Netflix August 23rd. And it is a South Korean animated adult fantasy film by Studio Mir for Netflix. And it's a spinoff of the Witcher series. And of course, tangentially, the games and the books and all of that. But nobody ever mentions that. Mm. It's fine. Um, and it focuses on Geralt's mentor, Vesemir, as a youth and becoming as he's becoming a Witcher. Which is cool. Because I, I don't mm. know if I just didn't read enough about this series whenever it was announced. Or if I just like forgot. But like, <laughs> I thought it was like about like a female lead. Is there another show that... Maybe I'm mixing up a show with this. It's possible there's another show. Because I thought there was like a female lead that was going to be on one of the Witcher properties. But... I don't know. Maybe I'll have to look into that. Yeah, we got to look into that for sure. Um, so uh, Theo James is actually the voice of Vesemir in this, and he's known for, I don't know if you remember him, he played Tobias in the Divergent series. The, I the main don't male think I character. Those movies. You watch, you feel like you watched one of them Maybe with the me. first one with you, but I haven't seen anything after that. Okay. I thought we watched them together for some reason. Not all of them. The third one no, I never watched. No, you're not throwing me under this fucking place. Okay. Trying to act all high and mighty. I am. <laughs> you are so full of shit. Me right and now. my pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. Have you're gonna stand, nothing to do with you're your trash. You're gonna sit over there and look down on me for divergent. Films. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, he's done a few other things too, but that was like his big role. And I was wondering who it was because his voice did sound familiar, so that makes sense. So I thought it was pretty cool to see. Like, uh, these are the the actions that happen in this or the the plot line that goes on in this is kind of referenced at various different points throughout the game and throughout the um series obviously and the books of -hmm. course um so it was cool to kind of like watch it unfold and was this character in the show uh at any point i think so like does he like show up when he He just talks to him for like a scene i think he's there okay yeah yeah. What I liked about this was that they kind of had two timelines going mm-hmm. where it was like him as a kid becoming a witcher and then him also as a witcher experienced and mm-hmm. and a veteran. Yes, he was there. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, no, it was def- definitely interesting because and then they have some things tied together. So they did a very similar thing with having a multiple different timelines going on mm-hmm. in, the, in the Netflix series. But this was way less confusing than what yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it was much I mean, more I caught on to what they were doing in that yeah. relatively earlier than, than most people, I think. But, like, mm-hmm. it was really confusing how they, they put that yeah. together in that show. Yeah. They could have done that a lot better. Yeah. Unless they were trying to make it, like, a twist. I don't know. But yeah. it, it just seemed like an unnecessary twist. Yeah. Um, so, how did you feel about, like, the animation style and all of that? Like, it was fine. Yeah. I, they call it an anime. I wouldn't know, I don't know if I'd call this an anime. It didn't feel like an anime art to me, but I guess mm-hmm. that's a vague statement. You, you know, anime is whatever it is. Yeah. It was gory as fuck. I did not, I think the yeah. opening scene, you just see something yeah. get torn in half. Uh-huh, yeah. We were like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of party, okay. Yeah, we were not expecting I'm gonna that. go get the vodka. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought the art was like fairly simple until you get to those crazy gory scenes, and then it was like, mm-hmm. "Oh fuck, that's ooh, I can feel that yeah. happening." <laughs> yeah. Uh, the overall story I liked. You know, you didn't just get an origin story, but you kind of got a 
uh, a story that makes you question, like, not... It has you questioning everybody. Like, not necessarily their motives of just, like, who is in the right as far as what they do. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So... Question for you, mm-hmm. without getting too spoilery mm-hmm. for people who haven't seen this or the other stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Does it tackle this theme in The Witcher itself? Or is this kind of like forgotten going into the those, like, you know, the, the, the Gerald. Gerald. Whatever his name it's is, hard, he keeps changing it. It's a hard G. Like GIF. Gerald. <laughs> I mean, for now. <laughs> yeah. Next time, it might um, not be. So, question, are you asking about the game games or the... Well, either. Oh, okay. You've watched the show, you've read the book, you play the game. some games, yes. Uh, so, yes. I guess it's the war that seems to be rising in this. Mm-hmm. Is that a common narrative in yes. what you know? Definitely. Because it's obviously a, like a good couple decades later at yes. least right it probably way longer because of how they age i don't even yeah, know yeah i'm assuming i think in the series Geralt is supposed to be like i don't know 100 or 80 or something like that like very fairly old which would mean this is a huge gap then yes um but yes that war and the tension between the lands i'm trying to be vague here uh is an ongoing theme throughout okay. all of the witcher properties okay because I always thought it was just... Watching this, I'm like, I don't really feel like this is a thing that I've experienced in the Witcher stuff that I've been exposed to. But I guess I just haven't had enough context of the story. Yeah. You know how whenever <laughs> we play games, I always like want to like read stuff and like pick stuff up and like do all the... Like watch all the text and you're just like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. That's where I learned all that. Okay. <laughs> so it's like Resident Evil for me. Yeah. Where I'll read all the documents and stuff. Yeah. I don't have all that inside info. Yes. On what's really happening. Yeah. There's literally like in the game. That you wouldn't get just by playing the game. Yeah. There's, in the game you like you'll, you can find books and then you can like read the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> read books in the game. They're very short obviously. They're like two pages maybe. Yeah. But. And a lot of them are like history of whatever or the yeah. war of whatever. And like it's like these this like lore within the game inside of Taco Bell. Okay. Um, so there's that. And then, of course, I read the actual books that the games are based on and all that stuff. So it's like, it's rough. There's quite a few, multiple different wars that go on, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, that kind of, this, the tension between well, those the show peoples. alone, I feel like, hasn't touched this at all. Um, it is. So far, at least. Yeah, not directly. It's, uh, it's more in, this is definitely more of a prequel. The conditions under which you find things in the show are because of actions that happened early on, but they don't really specifically mention it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm enjoy. I, I enjoyed it. I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, you know, definitely for adults. Yeah. Anime for adults. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think I, if I knew more about the Witcher, I would probably have really appreciated some of the stuff more, but I think I got the gist that I, that someone who's just a casual fan or just mm-hmm. not a fan at all of the mm-hmm. Witcher can still watch this and enjoy for what it is. Yeah. It, it, you don't at have the very to least, it's those. a fun medieval-esque. Yeah. Medieval fantasy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, for me, I would say, uh, I would dissect it. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm curious if this is something that's going to be an ongoing thing. They're going to do more of these one-off type movies or... Mm-hmm. I feel like um, these, the books have such a, like a... 
I hesitate to compare it to Tolkien, but it's something like that where there's so many world building, like so many societies that exist in this like world that mm-hmm. he's con- like. Yeah, I mean, The Walking Dead has done that too. Okay, you know, you've got <laughs> every season. Yeah, you have an antagonist group mm-hmm. who does the same thing. Who does the same thing? Yeah. But yeah, there's but like they have a different mask, yeah, a different or, weapon of choice, or different theme of yeah, douchery, mm-hmm. theme of douchery. Yeah, there's just like a bunch of different um, races and countries and all of that stuff that's like really fleshed out in the in the novels. So I think there's a lot of room for them to do stuff like that without technically interfering on anything that the show wants to do. Mm. So I hope they do because I thought it was really good, and I'm also going to dissect it. I also never thought that I would care. Um, too much about Vesemir because I always thought he was just kind of like this gruff. I've, I've, I'm familiar with him in, in primarily in the games where he's like your like gruff advisor mm. who's just like, Meh, you know. No, you know what it was. What you saw him in that bathtub. <laughs> yeah, is that what it was? And I saw that animated character. Changed your perspective of him. No, you're it... like, oh, <laughs> Vesemir. <laughs> um. No, it's just interesting to see him as, like, a younger person and, like, actually having, like, I don't know, personality, if you will. <laughs> Not just being an old guy, trying to make sure you're following the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Which definitely doesn't seem like him based off what I saw. No, it doesn't. That's why I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and that's why you always leave a dough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll have to look into if there's another property because I feel like there was something else that The Witcher was going to have. Besides season two of the live action show. All right. Well, uh, moving on, I saw Don't Breathe 2. Oh, yeah. Saw this without you. Yes, you did. I want to surprise you. Yeah. For a movie you didn't care about. I was devastated, obviously. (laughs) Uh, This came in the theaters uh, on August 13th by Sony Pictures, and it is a horror thriller sequel of the 2016 movie Don't Breathe. Takes place eight years later, directed by Roto Syagis, uh, making his directorial debut with the screenplay co-written by Syagis and Fed Alvarez, uh, director of the first film. So that's interesting. He was, at, you know, had him to help with kind of keeping the... The story cohesive. That makes sense. Yeah. The main character is Stephen Lang as Norman the Blind Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Madeline Grace as Phoenix, Norman's adopted daughter in this movie. Okay. So, this was an interesting movie because it was... The first one kind of took him and, and he was like... He was the, the the antagonist, if you will. It was like kind of like a horror movie. You know, yeah. He was like the role of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre type person. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the threat. In this one, he's the protagonist Okay. that's trying to protect his stepdaughter, or adopted daughter, Okay. Uh, from these people. And they kind of get into like the story as to like why these people are here. It kind of goes into this big oh shit moment of a reveal. Mm-hmm. So there's more to it than just they're trying to rob him because he's blind. Okay. Uh, like they kind of give off in the trailer. I really enjoyed this movie. Like it was one of those things where I know that this guy is a piece of shit based off the first movie, mm-hmm. but I'm rooting for him in this movie. Yeah, 
maybe just because he's trying to protect this girl, but like it's it the fact that they were able to build a character and then rebuild him in another movie and make me care differently about him. Yeah, that's interesting. Really, I thought says a lot about this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the story was there. It wasn't just a stupid horror slasher thing. It was like a legitimate story. There's some disgusting narrative stuff in this movie that like you would see this and go holy fuck they actually like touched like a story like that because mm-hmm. it, it just it's very uncomfortable what they what they do in this okay and it's a part of, like the reveal and all that stuff right but the way that they handled it and the way that they they used his character in context with those kind of reveals i thought worked really well mm. and it kind of made you think more about like the overall aspect of this character than just the evil things that he's known for in the first movie. Gotcha. Madeline Grace, I don't really know her from anything else. She was solid in this. She was really good. I feel like they gave her a nice little arc where she kind of shows like her strength as a young girl who's who's using these skills that he's taught her her whole life mm-hmm. in a way that like kind of makes her believable. Okay. And it was it was just a really solid film. I, I think anyone who saw the first one should definitely check this one out. It's a nice twist on what you already know. Otherwise, it was just it was a lot of fun. Okay. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Given the context of everything yeah. that happens, but like it is a lot of fun to like see everything play out and mm-hmm. learn the story. Yeah. So I will dissect this. I wow would definitely watch it again. Okay. You would watch yeah. it again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good to know. I would argue that you should watch it. Really? But I know you won't. Okay. (laughs) I guess we'll have to see. (laughs) It's just what happens is so fucked up that I think you would appreciate it. Oh, okay. Because you're like a fucked up person. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. That's nice. I'm (laughs) kidding. All right. But you appreciate stories with fucked up people. We know who doesn't. Forensic Files, right? Yeah. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that without me. Uh, Uh, You're not being sarcastic. I know you're not. No, I'm not. not. (laughs) I'm not being sarcastic. (laughs) A hint of relief, even. Yes. Um, (laughs) And that reaches the end of the things we watched this week. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We very much appreciate you. If you're still here, please take a few moments out of your day or your evening to stop by Apple I. Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a review or rating. We would um, be so thankful if you would do that for us. Um, also, don't forget to check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. You can also send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com or stop by our website, DTFCast.com. All right, if you're still with us, it means you are a cultured individual who <laughs> likes more than just movies and TV. <laughs> yes. Cultured, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the people who don't care about gaming yeah. have left. Yeah. So they won't hear this. Idiots. But what do you expect from people who aren't cultured? Yeah. Pat yourselves on the back if you're still here. You're cultured as fuck. Does it not count for me? Should I not have done that? It's only for people listening, right? I mean, do you have to legally listen to the episode after we record. Oh, okay. And then you will be deemed a culture got it got it okay that's fuck individual (laughs) okay sounds great 
All right, let's jump into it, huh? Yes. Uh, we have some releases, but not a lot. A game called Lake is coming out September 1st for Xbox. I had to look this game up because like, that's a very vague statement. I was like, so you just, you, you like a fish and you... No. <laughs> I, watch, I should remember this one from um, some thing we watched. Oh, okay. It was like... Not, Cultured not, as fuck. Not Gamescom, but it was like one of those announcement situations. Gotcha. See, I don't remember this at all, but yeah. I looked it up. And so here's the description. Lake is a relaxing jaunt featuring... A 40-something character named Meredith who embarks on a journey back to her hometown of Providence Oaks, Oregon to fill in for her dad, a local mail carrier. So, yeah, that's a lot more information than I got from the trailer. Like, the, the video gameplay I saw was basically her driving a mail truck. Yes. And so, yeah, it the description fits. Yeah, no So, one... I'm like, is this like a GTA, but like, for like... People it's who like, are like older and just kind of want to like relax. It's like mail carrier simulator. That's what I'm getting out of it. It um, seems like you basically can just build relationships with like the people you give yeah, the mail to, and like yeah. that's the game. Yeah. So part of me wonders if there's going to be some kind of weird shit going on in this hometown because I'm just always suspecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could just be like a simple, relaxing, like RPG ish. Like, like, like nobody drinks pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. <laughs> They're forbidden. Yeah. In Providence, Oaks, it, Oregon. It does seem like it's going to be relaxing, though. Yeah, it's uh, uh, on Xbox, both of the, like, all the gens of Xbox or whatever, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and PC as well. at this point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Games with Gold still exists for some reason, <laughs> uh, and they do have stuff for that. Um, so, Warhammer Chaos Bane is going to be September 1st through 30th. That's apparently one of the best of the Warhammer franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game called Mulaka is coming out September 16th of November or to October 15th. No clue what that game is. Zone of the Enders HD Collection, September 1st through the 15th. That's the one I'm interested in. Zone of the Enders is also a Hideo Kojima game. Okay. Back around the time of the Metal Gear Solid games on PlayStation. <laughs> I was definitely thinking it was going to be somehow related to Minecraft because of the Enderman. <laughs> no. Zone of the Enderman. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's a uh, completely different thing than that. Okay, yeah, good to know. <laughs> you know some, you don't know some. <laughs> yeah. And then last, they have Samurai Showdown Two coming September sixteenth to thirtieth. So that's your games with gold. Um, surprisingly, PlayStation does not have their PlayStation Plus lineup yet. There are some leaked rumors, but I'm not going to go over those because they seemed a little iffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do have the medium coming out on PS5, September 3rd. Uh, this was a game on Xbox. So it was an exclusive at one point. Okay. Now it's not. It's coming to PlayStation. Uh, I really enjoyed this game. So anybody who has not played this, it is a very similar style to Silent Hill. It's not combat really heavy. It's more sneak around, I guess, if you will. Okay. With light combat. But the story, I think, is solid. It's really good. Graphics, I felt like, looked really good in certain aspects. There were some parts where I thought it was a little iffy. Maybe that's improved with PlayStation. You know, the time that they've had to 
polish off the game since the release on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely check that game out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You kind of travel between two dimensions and do a lot of puzzle solving. That sounds entertaining. Yeah. Seems right up your alley. It's a short game. I think it's only like, I want to say like eight hours or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, For multi-platform, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions is coming out to Xbox One, PS4, and Switch September 3rd. Surprisingly, this is not anything next-gen, if you will. It's just PS4 and Xbox One and Switch. Hmm, okay. Maybe we'll see like a patch later on for updates. But I thought that was interesting. It's it's a boxing game based off the Creed. Yeah. And uh, and Rocky characters. Oh, okay. Um, Golf Club Wasteland coming out for the same setup: Xbox One, PS4, Switch on the same day, September third. Sounds pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it does. None of those things are what I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did come across a weird random game that's supposed to be on Game Pass on the second, so I want to bring that up. Sure. Maybe it's not in the right situation, but um, it's called Surgeon Simulator 2. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's like physics-based, and you play as, obviously, like you can be up to four surgeons, like with you and friends, or mm-hmm. just you by yourself. And it kind of looks like a three-dimensional operation. So okay. It seemed like it could be I a fun to check out. I wonder if this is based out. off the VR game, but they just made it non-VR. Um, Possibly. It just says that it's on, uh, it says, get ready to team up for trauma. <laughs> it's the tagline. <laughs> and it's by... I mean, I've always been called a trauma teamer. Yeah. It's by Bossa Studios. Um, okay. It just well, seems like we'll check it out. one of those... I mean, it won't be as traumatic because there's only two of us. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll try. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our big topic this week is Gamescom. 2021 it happened this week uh for a couple days Mm -hmm. we had some announcements some big things some small things uh but overall things we got announced yeah that's what we're here for yeah giving out that news uh one that we played a while back and we were really into was jurassic world evolution they had a sequel announced this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally got a release date for November 9th for that game. I'm torn with that game, though, because I felt like it was... They released this game, and they brought out all these like smaller DLC BS that was like just kind of more of the same that you had to keep buying. And then eventually they put out like everything into like a bundle for way cheaper. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like maybe this is the kind of game maybe we'll wait and get it when it's like... The complete edition. Yeah. Because it, it so far feels like it's just more of the same. But now they have an aquatic area. Or the bird cage. Okay. For dinosaurs. <laughs> the bird cage. Yeah, I mean, you can attest to the fact that I uh, got too stressed out playing that game. And I couldn't play nearly as much as you could. Because I was so, like, worried about upkeeping all of the fucking dinosaurs. And then it would rain. And then they would start being assholes. It's kind of designed so, like... When one when di- when when one dinosaur dies, a lot of them start dying, yeah. or a lot of them start getting sick. When they start panicking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very uh, like one domino falls and the whole fucking yeah. shit. You, you think you got the one dinosaur who's always gonna fucking break out of the cage, no yes. matter what you do for him. Yeah. But it's also one of those games where you could put it on, and then five hours later you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Did, did I even poop today? <laughs> yeah. All right. A uh, bigger title was Halo Infinite, which we all know about. We've all been waiting for the release. We know it's holiday, but now we have an official release December 8th, which is later than I expected. I was thinking it was going to be late November. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. December 8th, we have the release date. Of course, this is for the campaign and multiplayer. But remember, you don't have to pay for multiplayer. It's free to play for everybody. All right. As long as you have an Xbox. Yeah. Or PC. So. Yeah. I'm sure they'll find a way to make you want to get an Xbox for it, though. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, they did. <laughs> they also announced a special edition uh, Xbox Series X, which is going to be themed after Halo Infinite. Mm, yes, I saw this. Uh, and of course, an Elite 2 controller, also themed after like Master Chief's armor. Yes. Um, looks really cool, mm-hmm. but I could not... I could not convince myself that $200, $250 is a reasonable price for a yeah. controller. That That's for the... I think $70 is too much for a controller. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> $70, $70 is already highway robbery, yeah. so 250 is nuts. I'm like the guy who's like, you know, I want the uh, custom name on my controller mm-hmm. through the, the media lab or, the, or yeah. through, the, through the controller lab. Yeah. But I'll, I'll wait till holiday when they give that for free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like 10 months away. I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> Which we need to remember to do that this year. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was announced that cloud gaming is coming to Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One this holiday. Oh. So probably just with launch of Halo Infinite, I would imagine. Right, right, right. Although, wasn't this already a thing? Isn't, isn't this a thing we could currently do? Is it like only yeah. certain people are getting it right now? I thought it was already I know thing. Xbox One doesn't have it. I guess it's the context of what this is. Because I guess right now, technically, we're only doing it through our phone. Yeah. So maybe this is like you're streaming it from your console to your phone versus just doing it through your phone. Maybe. All I know is whenever I just paired my Xbox again with my app on my phone, it was like something, something cloud gaming. And it's not December 8th, so... <laughs> Yeah, some part of it. We, we did join that um, beta X Cloud or whatever fuck it was called, right? Back yeah. in the day, but yeah. I think they already exited that, as yeah. far as I am aware. Last sometime last year, yeah, or early this year, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The last two years have been a blend. Uh, a lot to look forward to yes. with with Xbox in the coming months. Uh, not even mentioned, Forza Horizon Five mm-hmm. is coming out like a month before Halo. Yeah, always a good game. So, there's that too. Uh, Here was a big kicker. Marvel's Midnight Suns was announced. This is a strategy game by the creators of XCOM. So, not quite your style. Yeah. Not not really even my style. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to like those type of games, but I just can't. Maybe this one will be the... This one will be the deciding factor. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe different. Maybe. Although the Gears of War games had me say that, and I still couldn't get into it. Yeah. Um, So it's going to feature Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, and some other characters. And sounds like a good cast, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not familiar with the group of the Midnight Suns. Uh, It's going to have a March 2022 release. And they actually will have a gameplay reveal on September 1st, so very soon. Well, that'll be cool to see the actual 
gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty much know what to expect out of it, but yeah, maybe it'll be a tweak that we can be more drawn to. Yes. Uh, Saints Row is coming back with a reboot, apparently. This was a rumor, I think, a week or two ago, but mm-hmm. now it's official. They are rebooting the franchise, uh, and it's going to act more like Saints Row 3 than the other titles in the property. Okay, so I read something that was talking about how they were going to make uh, the next Saints Row uh, be more, like, grounded. Okay. And not have as, like, ridiculous... Things. So they want to be more GTA. Yeah, and to they me, want I was to take like, it well, more, that's what GTA take, is for. Yeah, like, so, they, so they want people to take it more seriously. If they don't have a big purple dildo bat, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> they can go fuck themselves. Exactly. And it's not going to be very fun because they don't have the big dildo bat. <laughs> anyway, I was reading the article about how they wanted to make it more grounded, and I was like, I have no fucking idea why. It's a video game. It doesn't need to be grounded. Yeah, I, apparently people are not too happy... There's been a, a slight backlash with the announcement of what this game is. Mm. Basically, they're changing the characters mm-hmm. and the crew and all that stuff. Yeah. And oh, yeah, because it was going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. I remember more of the article that I read is coming back. It was going to be like a younger group of characters, and they kind of framed it more like it's some kind of like startup company, more, more so. So they're trying to get more relevant to like modern times. Yeah, like they're still doing crimes, but they, they're framing them in less of a gangstery way and more of a like business front way, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so like hipsters, probably. All I know is, I don't know what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Like, why? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We a thing for Saints Row Three. You yeah. Know, when we dated long distance, we played that together. <laughs> we played the shit out of that online. Yeah. And that was like our thing that, that was we a would great play. time. Yeah. Um, we went back to the remaster recently. Yeah. And. It didn't do it for me. I don't know. The game doesn't feel like the same game that we played back on the day. Yeah. Um, so if that's what they're going for, something tied to that, that might not work for me. Yeah. But we haven't played 4. We have it. We haven't played it. So maybe we should jump on that and see how different it is. Yeah. Maybe it's ridiculous. I would imagine it's a little bit more modern gameplay since... Yeah. Came out on you know the the PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested, but this is one of those those games where like I'll probably get it on sale if I'm going to get it. Not really one of those games I'm looking for buying it as soon as it comes out. Right? Yeah, I'm not waiting in line for it. <laughs> it's going to have a February 25th, 2022 release day uh, for all platforms. Nice. We got some bad news for Horizon Forbidden West. Which was disguised as good news. Okay. Uh, it's been pushed back to February 18th, 2022 for PS5 and PS4. So we heard that it was going to be delayed to 2022, but there was no official announcement by mm-hmm. Sony. Yeah. This was their, I guess, their announcement, but they didn't word it like it was a delay. they just like, oh, good news, our release date is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to have... A big Xbox exclusive for holiday time, but not a PlayStation game. I mean... And not only that, it's a game that you don't have to buy. Yeah. So it's probably going to draw in a lot of people from the other side. Yeah. If they have access to a PC or an Xbox. Yeah, that's a good point. Or a phone. Yeah. 
Some good news, though, if you really love to play Zero Dawn still, they are adding a patch for 60 frames per second on the PS5. Nice. So, you get a little bit better frame rate on that game. Mm-hmm. I'm debating going back to it. Yeah. Starting over on yeah. a lower difficulty so I can get the damn DLC done since yeah. I am stuck in that situation where I can't beat it. Yeah, I still need to play that. Like, like the game in general entirely, or the yeah. DLC? The entire game. Oh, okay. Remember I started it with you and I played like the, the level where she's like a child yeah, or whatever. You literally, trade the, you literally played the first level? The, yeah. Like the tutorial? Yeah, and I kept like thinking there was going to be like an enemy and you were like, there's not going to be any enemies. Like, you can keep walking. <laughs> You're a child and you don't have a weapon. And, what thinking, are they going to do to you? I kept thinking there was going to be enemies somehow. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And then I never went back to it myself, obviously. So I need to play it because it looks like it's a lot of fun. I just haven't gone around to it. Mm-hmm. A little late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also showed some gameplay for the campaign of Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, we'll actually talk about that game a little bit later. I played the alpha this last weekend. Oh, look at you, all fancy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> or, if you will, cultured as fuck. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> it looked good. It was. I mean, it looked gorgeous, obviously. Uh, set in World War II. Other than that, about what you expect, I think the only noticeable difference on this mission that they haven't really had in other games is they have kind of like the Uncharted type stuff where you can climb on walls mm-hmm. or Assassin's Creed. You know, mm-hmm. that that gameplay style where you can grip onto bricks and move around. Mm-hmm. They do it like short term where you just do like three or four steps on bricks and you go to a new location and got it so they're they're trying to adapt to the gameplay it looks like a little bit uh other than that it looks about what you expect from a call of duty mm-hmm. um lego star wars this is a game that we completely forgot about we, i think we saw this at like e3 yes, 2019 yep uh it was supposed to come out i think around that time but the Skywalker Saga is now going to get a spring 2022 release window. They nice. still don't even have an official release. Yeah. Uh, Death Stranding, the director's cut, they gave some new gameplay for this game. It basically looks like Metal Gear Solid being kind of meshed into Death Stranding, from what I understood. Not something that's going to get me to buy the game. Right. But um, it's exciting for people who really like... Hideo Kojima games. Yes, that makes sense. There was a trailer for Metroid Dread. It was a second trailer. We already got the first one a while back. Looked good. I don't know. It. I'm going to have to see more of this game. They give us some more gameplay. It A little bit more into like some of the bosses you'll be seeing. Stuff like that. They had some more mechanics mm-hmm. of how you'll use your missiles and stuff to unlock doors and get through areas. Um, other than that, it's Metroid. It's a nice 3D looking 2D side platforming, if that makes sense. Yeah. Another game I found interesting, but is only on PC, but it was enough to get me to question if I should try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a game called Giants Uprising. Basically, it seems like it's a world where humans have like destroyed and attacked giants. And so you play as this one giant who's like, fuck that, I'm going to get revenge. Mm-hmm. And it's just you basically in this world of human beings and armies trying to take you down and you're just fucking shit up. 
Nice. Okay. Kind of looks like kind of like a rampage, but like a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> in depth and okay. open world. Yeah. Um, there is a demo available on Steam. Early access comes out November second. I'm leaning toward trying it out. Nice. I'll be terrible because I don't know how to play with keyboard and mouse, but yeah, it looked interesting, and I think you would probably enjoy it. Okay. They showed some more gameplay for Dying Light 2. Looks good. I'm still surprised that game isn't out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last, we got April O'Neil from the Ninja Turtles franchise is going to be a playable character in Shredder's Revenge and Nickelodeon's All-Stars Brawl. Oh, all right. So they're really highlighting April O'Neil yeah. in their properties, it seems. Yeah. It must be that yellow jumpsuit that she has yeah must be and then for anybody interested actually uh amazon's mmo called new world is having an open beta september 9th through 12th on steam so go check that out if you're interested cool all right that's it for gamescom um there was some other stuff but that was the gist i would say of the bigger things there was some indie stuff but really i just got excited for Halo, I would say. Of course. All right, let's get into some of our other news stories. Uh, This is a very interesting one. So China has set a three-hour-per-week limit on video games for the country. For children. For children. Yes. So gamers under the age of 18 will only be allowed to play from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as well as public holidays. That's crazy. Uh, So the move is apparently an attempt to regulate and combat gaming addiction. Which makes sense. I mean, that's a a good idea to try and get a step on that. But three hours a week seems like nothing. And what is that going to do to the industry? Yeah, that's a a big... Esports, there's a lot of games that have gamers from china that are like high level that are under competitive i'm wondering do you think they're gonna have any exemptions for professional players or are they gonna make it i guess if it helps benefit the (laughs) chinese government i know economically (laughs) it doesn't seem to make sense if they have good like big players yeah and you know i've seen people bring up like well what if that's their job what if they make a living off well i mean technically you're a minor so yeah, but what if they even make, if you are making a living off of it, you're, you're technically earn, a minor, so it's not technically a job you need to have. But um, unless your family doesn't make money, and that's the only income the family has. Okay, all right. <laughs> if that's the case, you probably don't have a PC, or yeah, maybe not. Or they've quit their jobs because they're like, "Well, we don't need to work anymore." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. that's not the case. But it's an interesting concept. It is crazy though. I think three hours is an insanely small yeah, amount. For... That's like basically cold turkey. Yeah, <laughs> that. I mean, that's that's gonna be interesting. And how are they gonna regulate that? That's gonna be the thing that I'm curious about. I mean, they regulate. They'd have like... to be online all the time in order to regulate it, right? Well, they regulate like, the the people playing would have to be online. Yeah. So it's like if you're offline, how would I mean? You can't stop that. That's true. You're not gonna know. Unless they can, like, since China has, like, pretty controlled internet access or whatever, so I wonder if they can control your access to certain servers to, like, if it's offline, though, you're right. They would probably not. If it was truly offline. I mean, they couldn't take you offline in general, so you couldn't play. 
Right? Because yeah, you don't totally have could. internet for like, you know, work and No, other but they things. could block your access to like the certain the servers that are needed for the game. So they could block your access to an Xbox server or to whatever. You I mean, know. Can they? Yeah, they can. I mean, they don't have access to those things. Yeah, they do. they can block your access because they're like... Uh, okay, heavily, I don't know. I, their internet access is heavily regulated there. You're apparently an expert, so I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm just... I wouldn't be... I know that they can regulate things a lot stronger than we can here. Okay. That's crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, three hours is a very small yeah, amount of time. I feel like I would have gone, like, start with six, maybe. Plus, what? If, let's say you... You go to bed at 8. Yeah. So you can't play video games now? Yeah, you're fucked. What if your parents let you have you go to bed late? Yeah. Or, or early? I don't know. You're screwed. That's crazy. Yeah. That's some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to have a lot of effects on on aspects of the industry, I think. Mm-hmm. And game sales. People aren't going to be buying games because they can't even play them. Yeah, exactly. Right? They're going to stick to, like, free-to-play games. Yeah. Fortnite's probably going to be a huge hit there. <sighs> God, I hate that. For three hours a week. Yeah. Plus... Then that means that every single child is going to be playing video games at eight at to nine. Hour, the servers are going to be so on clogged. those days, and so the servers will be so filled mm-hmm. it could cause problems there. Yeah, that's a good point. Which I'm sure is probably what they're okay with. Mm-hmm. Oh darn, you can't play at all. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, also, we got a little update on the Doctor Disrespect situation with his permanent ban on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's apparently suing Twitch over his permanent ban that he got back in June. Uh, there's been no reason given publicly as to why he was banned. He knows. Okay. And that's exactly why he is suing. So uh, the exact quote was, there's a reason why we're suing the fuck out of them. Okay. Sure thing. <laughs> so he... I mean, if you remember, it was E3. It was the last E3 we went to. Mm-hmm. He was there, and he got kicked out uh, for filming, or he was doing the live stream in the bathroom. Yes. And he got kicked out for that, because you can't do that. Yeah. I think he ended up getting like let back in later on. I don't remember. But, anyways, it's not the first thing he's been in the public eye for doing something wrong. Yeah. We obviously don't know what he did that got him permanently banned, mm-hmm. but... Um, but see, he, he seems to think that he that it wasn't anything wrong. Yeah, so the suspense is killing me of what the hell he actually did. Yeah, I really And I really hope that that comes out, because I'm going to be really annoyed if it, like, turns this big drama between him and Twitch, and then there's, a, like, a settle of the case, and then we still don't, just never know why yeah. he was permanently like, banned. Oh, settled Because if you think court. about it, let's say... He wins. Twitch can probably have in their thing like, oh, you can't say why you were banned. Yeah, if you have a settlement, they can say, well, you're not allowed to tell anybody why it happened. There's an, there's an yeah. NDA, but yeah. we'll give you a bunch of money and mm-hmm. let you back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's not the only one getting banned. No. Warzone wants to preach about how many fucking people they ban, or, or I guess accounts, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100,000 accounts have been banned in the last 24 hours. Activision targeted... Repeat offenders and sheet providers for Warzone. Wow. That's a lot. Now, this had me thinking. Like, we heard, like, the, it was, like, 500,000 or something at one point. There was, like, 400,000 or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard, like, these, like, milestones of accounts deleted mm-hmm. or banned. I always thought of it in the sense of people. Mm-hmm. But this is accounts. Yeah. They actually posted a thing, I think, recently where it was, like, 
they showed a video of a guy who showed his stuff. He, he's a cheater mm-hmm. who does it openly on uh, TikTok and YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, his video was like, oh, how I got banned on all of my accounts. And it got me thinking, holy shit. They're saying like 100,000 accounts, but like, I don't know how many people or how many accounts per person that is. Yeah. For all we know, people have hundreds of accounts each. Yeah, exactly. Which honestly never even crossed my mind to have multiple accounts. Yeah, because that was the problem was you could ban an account, but all the person would do is just go make a new one because it's a free game. Yeah. As long as you have a different email, you could just start up a new one because it wasn't based off your hardware. It was Mm -hmm. based off the account itself. And so the new thing is supposedly going to be taken into effect your hardware. And so you won't, it'll know if you've already been banned on other accounts. That's crazy. Fingers crossed. Also, I'd like to uh, announce that I got my 5,000th kill in Warzone Rebirth. Congrats. So, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Last, uh, Netflix is live in Poland with their gaming on the service. It is free of charge, uh, and they will have to use their Android phone to do it, but people in Poland... Have access to Stranger Things the game and Stranger Stranger Things 3 the game through no. their Netflix app if they would like to play it. No 2, huh? No 2. Wasn't I mean it was kind of the shitty season. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that season. Yeah, I thought I it was so bad. Yeah. But you know, you always ask me if I could live anywhere, where do I want to live? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like Poland. Yeah. So I think Poland gets all the cool stuff. Are you telling me that you like shoveling snow? Didn't they have like a PlayStation Plus uh, thing where they're getting like a bunch of movies and shows for free as a free test thing? Now we got this. I feel like there was another thing at one point. So Poland seems to be the place to be. Yeah, well, we'll definitely put it on the list then. Okay. (laughs) As long as you're comfortable shoveling snow. Yeah. And as soon as this stuff ends though, we're going to move back somewhere else. Got it, got it. I'll just bring, I'll bring a flamethrower. Fuck the snow. I'll bring yeah. a flamethrower and I'll just melt it all. Okay. Makes sense. All right. That's it for our news. I did play the Call of Duty Vanguard Alpha this last weekend. That is going to be my topic this week. Uh, I will be honest. I played three matches of this game uh, when it first came out. I fucking hated it. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily bad at it, but I just hated what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a mix of Warzone and Team Deathmatch. Okay. So it's teams of two, and then you have, I, I want to say it's like ten teams of two. Mm-hmm. And then there's different maps. So you will be thrown, it randomizes, and you're thrown uh, with you and your partner against two other people on a map. And it's basically... Uh, there's a timer for X amount of time. I think it's like two minutes, maybe even less. And it's just get the most kills you can over the other team. Everybody starts with 12 lives as a a collective. Mm -hmm. Um, And then basically it's a battle royale sense in. Once your 12 lives are eliminated, Mm -hmm. you're gone. Okay. So you can do really poor in one match and get like, you know, killed six times, lose half your lives. But as long as you do well on all the other ones, you're all, you're still in it. Gotcha. And so it basically it's elimination through that. So if everyone keeps an average 
you know, kill to death, then it's like everyone's going to stay alive. There's not going to really be an elimination until near the end. The thing that was sucking was when I first started, it would be like ranked one, 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 two, one, 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 seven. Yeah. You know, one, one, and then sure enough, I would get the fucking the enemy who's a seven that we have to go against. Uh, yeah. To, to go off the bat and stuff. The balancing one. And it's not like you have like more uh, stuff than me because it's just like you all start with the same shit but the problem is you obviously know the landscape better and like the matchmaking was shitty in that sense i hope that's just because there wasn't enough people in the pool of the ps5 Mm -hmm. and i guess ps4 i think uh playing that they could get the balancing right for the skill level but um that was kind of annoying uh as far as the gameplay itself how it works is it's in the battle sen- battle royale sense you gain money as you kill people and you pick it up on the map and stuff. So in between you can level your gum up your your gun up basically in the sense of like Warzone where it goes from like the shitty color to the legendary color of mm-hmm. orange or whatever. Uh you can buy perks and other stuff that will like work temporarily. Mm-hmm. To give you an advantage and all that stuff. So basically you're trying to level up your guy for each round. And so it kind of sucks because if you if you start out weak, then other teams are going to have a lot better setups than you right off the bat. Yeah. So it's really like a game of chance in a sense. Um, some of the maps were really trashy. There's like four or five different like areas that you play against each other. Uh, some of them were really shitty. Um that was the kind of thing. It felt like the thing that I think I hated the most was it felt like, at least in the beginning, it was all about camping. People were just camping. Yeah, you were telling and me that. Because it's like World War Two based, you don't have like these nice scopes and shit that you have in these other games. And so it's a lot harder to find people, especially if you're running around. Mm-hmm. And so... um I stuck with it just to get an idea. It's called, I think, Champion Hill. It's okay. basically what it is. I end up playing, I think, around 12-ish matches at least. And I think I got two W's out of it. So I got better. I got the hang of it. I don't know if it's something that I would say I really enjoy. I'll probably play it more as they do more of the beta. Mm-hmm. But it's not a mo- it's not a mode that's going to get me wanting to play vanguard yeah multiplayer understood if it's that or warzone for free i'm gonna stick with warzone for free yeah makes sense so um but i did turn around a lot on it because i hated it from the start i was so fucking pissed off with it i was like fuck this it's not even worth playing played a little bit more i get where they're going with it i think they need to do some better balancing with the map designs and all that stuff but um, it has potential to be better. Yeah. Huh? Um, I think the biggest problem I, I faced was uh, it was really laggy mm. at certain points. And I don't know if that's just them not being able to handle the server player count or if they just really need to work on the game itself. But there was matches where I was just clearly shooting first and then... 
I would get lagged to the other fucking like five feet away, and then the other guy fucking already killed me. And it's just like, yeah. Then uh, there was videos of people I've seen having the same issues where it's just like they just have no chance because it's just too laggy. Um, it got better as the the alpha went on, but it still was an issue throughout. But you know, it is called an alpha, so yeah. I guess that's to be expected. Yeah, that makes sense. I hope that it does get better. It, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it has potential. Other than that, I probably it's not going to sell me on the game yet. Right. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. That's what I have for played this week. All right. Then that is it for our episode this week. As always, leave us a review or rating on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, or whatever your podcast service is. Please, please, please leave us a rating. It matters. We would appreciate it so much. Um, thank you for listening. Check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Check us out on our website, DTFCast.com, or send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com. That's it for episode 106 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.